Welcome to the Lifting Lounge podcast. Join your hosts, Josh Parkin and Jack Buffery, as they give you the knowledge and the tools to take your physical and mental performance to the next level. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm not sure. I don't know if you even heard me, but I just said I something. Said that. That. <laughs> I don't know that. if that would have. I might have to crop something out at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, there's something uh, I said a couple of episodes back, and we both looked at each other, and I don't think that got cropped out. Uh, so I don't think get cropped out. I yeah. was all the way through that to find out what uh, the yeah. timestamp was for that. <laughs> I'm getting cancelled. Right before we get into this. I'll go run through the episode. So today's episode is about warming up. Current news is about bariatric tourism care. And Fit Talk is about steroids. Study time is a systematic meta-analysis and meta-regression on protein supplementation. And um, the hot topic today is my five top tips for beginners in the gym. So if you're just starting out in the gym, not sure where to do, what to do, where to start, all that sort of stuff, then this is the episode for you. But Jack, before we get into everything, I just want to say, I just want to say, happy anniversary, mate. Happy anniversary, (laughs) Josh. It has been a year, a year tomorrow. So the day this comes out, yeah, this is coming out on the, I think it's the 22nd, is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, and it was the 23rd that we released episode zero. So, yeah. Mate, awesome. happy anniversary. Do we get each other gifts? I don't know, I don't know what we do. Like. <laughs> I mean, it's my birthday tomorrow, so feel free to, you know, oh, yeah, it's your you whatever you want. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Jack's birthday tomorrow. Everybody in the, in the comments of everything, guess how old Jack is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then add like, um, add five, six days, because my birthday would have been six days ago when this comes out. Actually, yeah. you're wrong, actually, Jack. Our first episode published on the 19th of January. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. So Why have I got the four tw- Oh, no. Was that, was, was that episode zero that published on the 19th? And maybe we yeah, put out yeah. episode one on the 23rd. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Right, okay. Mm. Um, I can't remember. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. you know, part of me wants to go back and listen to it and just be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, how bad is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do that. That'd mm. be fun. Mm. But how are you, Jack? Are you excited for your birthday tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I'll be honest. It's just any other day. Like I'm working, I've got clients all day. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a. There is something in particular I'm very excited about for tomorrow. We've got an. We've got an interesting meeting. And then, yeah, I've got Wednesday off, in which I have another interesting meeting booked for the afternoon, which I will mm-hmm. um, talk to you later on about. I don't know if you know anything nice. about that. Nope. And then, yeah. It's just we were speaking before we started recording. We're just in a good place at the moment. We're, we've got mm. a great mindset going on. There's a lot of shit happening, and it's not because of luck. It's because we fucking worked for it, and we, mm. you know, we feel like we're we're getting where we need to be. Happy days, happy, happy days. days. Yeah. Wow. Just Lovely. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go any further, right? Let me just say right now. <laughs> the current news has zero to do with me or the fact it's my birthday tomorrow so don't be making any jokes when you get to the um to the, to the current news <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. josh sometimes in this cold weather i struggle to get my tip warm so <laughs> you're gonna help me with that <laughs> there we go there we go fucking wonderful what did we expect yeah, so guys, my fit tip for today, and it's just a tip, is to warm up properly. Now, the reason I say this is I've recently been training at a different gym, and they have a set warm-up they make every do, everybody do, and I'm actually in love with their warm-up. I think it's wicked. Nice. So everybody learns this warm-up. They call it body heat and super eight. So body heat is literally Ooh. just like jump jump on a cardio machine for five minutes or not 30 seconds or something, you know, just get your blood pumping. Then Mm -hmm. super eight is like eight reps of a bunch of different exercises to warm up your joints. So it's like Zotman curls, Cuban press, front raises, tricep overhead, extensions, reverse flies, um, stiff leg deads, squats, Cossack squats, and 
bird dogs and it's just to get everything Mate, warm i love every single one of those as a warm-up because it's yeah. all it they're, they're actually all purposeful there's like yeah. no wasted time in any of them mm -hmm. and it's all about getting each joint like just red oh and, and there's wrist rotations as well so you just hold some dumbbells nice. and rotate your wrist but it's, it's literally yeah you get you pick some light weights and just do eight of each perfect i'm like and i've been doing it get in everybody just gets in rocks up just jumps on the stuff does like warm up i feel fucking wicked you know Mate, what i mean that is, I, I love that sort of stuff i'm just trying to Ooh. find something so many years ago i used to have a warm-up that i used at the beginning of my sessions i've got it somewhere laminated and i'm just trying to find it quick now i swear i've got it in here somewhere but i used to love it it was it was so good it wasn't. It was a little bit more to it than that one. Not, I'm not saying it was better by a long shot. It was like when I first became a PT. I can't find it. Oh, what's that? No, but it was. Yeah, I used to get everybody. I used to get everybody to learn that same warm up first. It would be things like. Um, uh, it cross that squats were always involved, and it'd be a squat to stand. So, like you would, um, you'd bend over in half into a hip hinge, go down to a squat, arms overhead, then stand back up. Inchworms were involved as well. Mm. and uh, there was just a few other things like i i like that systematized kind of warm-up yeah just just because it makes sense so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'll hold up my hand i don't do it properly not it's not no. my own sessions so no. yeah I, I really like that i didn't but now that I've been doing this one. I will forever do this warm up. It's so good. Mm. It's so good. And actually, I went to their calisthenics class, and they had a completely different warm up for that. And I, I, I couldn't even try and recall what it was because it was a lot of stuff I didn't know. But yeah, that was really good as well. And then I did calisthenics and felt all right, which is weird because I'm well heavy in the one. So yeah, guys, warm up properly. Uh, do the super eight that I just described. If you don't know what it was, then go back and listen. But it's a really it's a really simple warm up. Eight reps of a bunch of exercises for each joint. It was absolutely wonderful, and you'll get if you. It's really short. It's not super long. You don't have to do crazy stuff. You don't have to lift heavy. Then after that, when it comes to warming up, I all I suggest is whatever exercise you're starting off with. Say you're starting off with squats. Don't go to working weight straight away. Warm up into that. So if you're mm -hmm. working weights a hundred, do the bar. Do 40, 60, 80, 100. Boom. Lovely. Yeah, there's. I just want to touch on this point. Actually, now would be a good time to touch it, Josh. Why don't you go over? <laughs> so, some people are like, touch it. Um, some people <laughs> were like, okay, I've done squats. I've just warmed up for squats. I've got shoulder press next. Do I need to warm mm. up shoulder press? So, why don't you just, just touch on that quickly while we're on this subject? So, that's, that's, that's a tough one, actually. Well, it's not a tough one. Um, but, it depends. It depends on how warm you're feeling, but it depends on how heavy you're going as well. So say you've got shoulder mm -hmm. press and you've got to go quite heavy and you're doing strength and you've got a lift of like your top end range of shoulder press. Yes, you're going to need to warm up the shoulder press because you've not really, yes, you've used your shoulders a little bit in the squats from holding a bar, but not much. So mm -hmm. I would say warm up your warm up your shoulders up to it. However, your like nervous system's already primed and your your blood flows going and all of that so really it's just like a, a few here or there and not yeah. even loads of reps just like one rep uh, away mm -hmm. is can be good enough just to get up to where you're going um yeah. i would say yes for that whereas if you're going from squats to leg press no you don't really need to warm up right in. Yeah, yeah 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 you're there good. And if, if you want to, if you feel like you need to just reinforce the pattern a little bit of no weight or a lightweight, mm. then that's fine. But um, yeah, don't waste your time too much. And the same if you're going from like bench press to overhead, you, you'll just need warm up on the bench and then maybe one set of overhead press to, before you mm. go right into your working set. But yeah, you don't need to waste a load of time warming up. No. Um, and if you've done a warm up like what you described as well, then even less so. Like you'll, you'll be pretty mm -hmm. much like, yeah, you just need to do a little bit to get into the movement patterns and then you're good. And do you know, so Nick Mitchell, uh, if people don't know who Nick Mitchell is, he owns a PT company called Ultimate Performance, which is probably one of the best transformation PT companies in the world. And he says, I think it's like every five years older you get, you should add at least five minutes to your warm up. That's, mm. that's, that's what it's, the older you get, the more you need to warm up, the longer it takes. 
just have so mate as of tomorrow you're gonna have to add another minute to your warm-up jet i'm just Mm -hmm. it's fine it's fine i can do that you know I'll take it from zero to one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know, actually, to be fair, I need to get back on mobility. Mobility is my next 25 day segment. So, yeah, that is, uh, that is tough. How is your 25 day segments going? Are you going really well? The only thing that I'm struggling with at the moment is the ice baths because I got ill. And I mm. don't really want to get ill again. So I've replaced it with a couple of others in regarding food and training instead. Mm. And I'm going to get back to the ice bath. I was speaking to someone about this this morning. I'm, I really want to do it again, but I mm-hmm. cannot afford to be ill for the next week for this week coming. Cause just because mm. of what we've got happening. So I'm like, right. Mm. Instead of fucking around with my body temperature too much, I'm just going to replace it with, um, an eating 25 and a training 25. So yeah, yeah. it's, um, it's going well though. I've, for me, it just worked. It's such a good little system to have in my head that it's, yeah, it's just played out really well. Yeah. Great. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Right. Let's move on to our current news and it's, Today's current news is actually a BBC article that I just picked. This came out six hours ago. Just picked it up. So the article says bariatric tourism care costs NHS more than actual surgery. So if you don't know what bariatric tourism is, is it's basically people who are extremely overweight going abroad to get surgery. So this People might understand this for like people who go to like Turkey to get their hair done or go go abroad to get their teeth done because it's cheaper. So bariatric surgery is abroad is quite a common thing as well. And apparently now uh, let me read the article and we'll, we'll go for it. But people who go abroad for weight loss surgery and then need urgent medical care back in the UK cost the NHS more than it costs to carry out the operation itself, according to the research. A study featuring five London hospitals recorded the details of 35 people who had suffered complications after travelling abroad for gastric surgery during 2022. Data shared with the BBC's Disclosure Programme shows that the patients suffered from a range of symptoms including severe malnutrition, vomiting, sepsis, hernias and hemorrhaging. Five of them needed feeding tubes inserted while the average stay in hospital was 22 days. The interventions at the five hospitals for the 35 patients cost the NHS a total of £560,234 or £16,000 per patient in 2022. So that's quite a lot, isn't it? Per patient in one year. The equivalent amount would have covered the cost of about 110 bariatric surgeries in UK's hospitals, which is, you know, for from 35 people to 110. That's quite a lot yeah that's nuts most of the patients 60 percent had returned from hostels in turkey and 90 percent of them were women the most common operation was gastric sleeve followed by a gastric balloon both of which were intended to make patients feel full more quickly meaning they eat less the study also revealed that more than half of the 35 patients would likely have been rejected for surgery on the nhs while almost 60% did not meet the National Institution for Care and Excellence criteria for surgery. The NICE guidelines are used by the NHS to assess the patient's suitability for bariatric surgery. One of the main criteria is a patient's BMI, a measurement based on height and weight. A patient with a BMI of less than 40 and no severe comorbidities relating to obesity would typically be rejected. Also, these are people that are actually under the limiting weight weren't allowed it. Bariatric surgery, also known as weight loss surgery, is used as a last resort to treat people who are dangerously obese, having a body mass index of 40 or above, or 35 plus other obesity-related health conditions. Patients must have tried and failed to achieve clinically beneficial weight loss by all other appropriate non-surgical methods to fit the surgery. Wow. Okay, so, I mean, this goes on and on, but it's interesting, isn't it? That next paragraph, I think, is interesting. It can cost as little as two grand to book weight loss surgery in Turkey. The price to have it done privately in the UK is between 10 grand and 15 grand, which is mental. So at the cost of 2K as well, this this there's a lot of areas of talking around this and that's why i kind of brought this in here because it's not really just about the bariatric surgery right it's the it's the fact mm-hmm. that 
people are going to Turkey for bariatric surgery, they're not actually obese enough for the surgery. Instead of, you know, doing it the right way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. by doing it the right way, we mean exercise, eating healthily, all that sort of stuff. And they're willing to spend one, willing to potentially put their life in danger and spend £2,000. That's just a surgery. That's not including travel and everything else, unless the surgery pays for the travel and the hotel, which mm-hmm. sometimes they do. Um, willing to spend £2,000 to go and do that, potentially put them out of work for however long. So that might cost them more money again. Let's say it costs overall fucking 3K with time off. And so, you know, this willing to spend £3,000 to put their body in potential major risk when they could have spent that £3,000 on a really fucking good coach. Yeah. Yeah. And look, you're not going to get like a coach for a year for two grand, but you will get a coach to make a fucking big life change for you for Mm. two grand, like straight away, not straight away. Sorry, Mm. it will require real hard work. And that's it, isn't it? It's going to require real hard work. But for two grand, you could have a transformative revelation in your life without having to go through all this. Not only would you not only would you have a body transformation, but you would feel fucking incredible if you invested two grand into your health with a coach. Uh, hmm. Excuse me. I, I know that isn't possible for everybody. Um, no. I'm not just talking about financially. I'm talking about the actual physicality of it. Some people are just, they feel like they've gone too far and it is a life or death situation. And sometimes it can take people up to a year of, movement just to get to a place where they can feel strong enough to be able to do some moves if if they're in a really really bad position Mm -hmm. but you know my thoughts on surgery and pharmaceuticals to try and sort shit out i i I think it should be the very 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 last resort even i've been speaking to some more people about zempic recently and it is to get your hands on that now, you just need to fib a little bit on um, on an online questionnaire, and you can get your hands on it in this country, which is mm. which is ridiculous. And this, like, oh, I don't know, the idea of going abroad to have this stuff done. the The only problem I find with this article is that, yeah, it says the thirty five patients that had problems, and for the same price, they could have served one hundred and ten people. But I have no idea what the what the what the sample size is of people who go over and it's say successful like that could be yeah. thousands I'd like I, I don't know what that number is so yeah and it also yeah. highlights how expensive it is to have stuff done in this country it's expensive for a reason which is fine but it's mm. yeah it, it's hard so where it says it could have treated 110 people for the same price as to sort out the problems of these 35 that isn't a really it's not a very useful stat because no do you know does it does it make sense what i'm trying to get at here yeah right because the amount of people that might have problems altogether outside Mm. of these 35 it could be more or less and yeah the money doesn't actually work out like that it's just for these 30 this sample size it does also we how many people have problems from bariatric surgery within the uk Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You go to Turkey and get it bad and come back and you're bad. But also, is it do you have the same issues in the UK? Is there is there what's the percentage of post, you know, care complications, post surgery complications in the UK of bariatric surgery? It could be, it could be reasonably high or it might be minimal, we don't know. But I, I know someone who had it. Who had it once? Bless her, she's a lovely lady. I'm not going to badmouth her at all. The only thing that I thought was a little bit suspect, this is back in my um, supplement selling days, she used her transformation as a before and after to sell the products to her clients. No. I was like, no, 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 no. You've had a gastric band. You can't, you can't use that as a, um, yeah, you can't use that as a before and after. I just had a look. I, it's, she figures. I've just found a 2022 one. I've got one here. Following gastric bypass and classic sleeve operations, the risk of complications are approximately three in 100 or, and one in 500 may not survive the operation. 
Okay, so oh, that's survival though. It doesn't say about no. So three in one hundred complications and oh, one in five hundred uh, may okay. not survive. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty good stats considering that. But we don't know what the stats are for abroad because it doesn't say in this mm. article. So I expect it to mm. study. There, there is definitely going to be more of a risk. But at the end of the day, you know, I yeah. know where your mentality is at with this, and my mentality would be the same. It should be the last fucking avenue explored. Mm-hmm. It really, really should, and. Yeah, you know th- there should be options for people, and more I... more needs to be put into the infrastructure of um, prevention, right? Not mm-hmm. not reaction. So mm-hmm. more needs to be put. So, for instance, and this we've attempted before through the company that we've both worked for to work alongside the NHS's obesity team to try and help to try and give them training plans and stuff like that but they they wouldn't fund it right they wouldn't mm-hmm. fund the cost for us to do that for a year which was actually considerably cheaper than fucking ones it was it was just, it was the same price as maybe one surgery right for mm-hmm. a year to cover the whole southwest for you know PTing and mm-hmm. and whatever. So and I kind of I, I get it in a way, unfortunately, it, and it's a really unfortunate state because I wish it wasn't the case. The only reason mm. I understand it is because they know that getting people to adhere to that is going to be the problem. And this comes back mm-hmm. to what you just said a second ago. Prevention has to be the, the, the one that's focused on. It has to be like mm-hmm. to avoid these problems. Because it's just costing so much fucking money to a system that's already under so much strain. Mm. It has to be education and it has to be leading from the forefront. And I'm sorry, but these fucking overweight, obese health ministers that we've got all over the world at the moment, what the actual <laughs> fuck, man? I mean, it's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's been a while. Wh- you know what? You haven't mentioned that yet, have you? What? You, that's, been, <laughs> that's been the first time that's, that's come out for you. <laughs> Probably, probably, but I don't know. There's like <laughs> the world is in a ridiculous place where we're having these these health ministers that are proclaiming, yeah, pharmaceuticals is the way, and and mental health um, by self acceptance is the way. When yeah, mental health is a massive thing through self acceptance, but self improvement is not the fucking enemy. Self improvement is going to mm. help with this strength. God fucking damn it, just stop getting me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending you a I'm sending you a fucking picture now of her. I bet it's all the health ministers next to each other, yeah, isn't just, it? Yeah. Just and one all, of them. It's just, just one, one of them. them. Is it the UK uh, one? No. Or is it the EU one? The EU. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um so I just thought I'd anger Jack because it's his birthday tomorrow. Uh, is, the, is, that the, is that the UK <laughs> health minister? Dutch, I think. Dutch, the Dutch. Think. I'm not sure. Hell. You know, have you seen that uh, meme of the lady who she gets interviewed in the street and says, what do you look for in a man? And the voiceover goes to Jabber's voice instead. I think no. it's fucking great. That's what this woman needs. I don't care if that sounds insensitive. You're fucking unhealthy. Uh, so I saw, I'm just going to go back to this again. Just uh, have a little rant, okay? There was, there's been, I think you might have even sent it to me or I sent it to you, I can't remember. But in the last few years, there's been five people content creators who have been yeah. body, body positive and been promoting all their likes and oh yeah this is great it's great to be overweight it's great to eat all this shit it's great yeah. to be able to use a dustbin picker to grab a kfc bucket and eat all of that all five have died yeah because of complications yeah, no. of being obese like it's like i wish people understood this shit i'm not telling i'm not fucking having to go at people for being overweight i'm having to go at the system the education needs to be better and this is what we're trying mm-hmm. to do yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave Jacks right there because that's brilliant. So moving on to Fit Talk, we're gonna talk about steroids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So my question is, and it's an easy answer, really. Do you need steroids to look like a bodybuilder? Jack. That's what kind of bodybuilder, I guess, isn't it? Well, yeah, very true. Very true. And this, <laughs> you know, is this is I think it's an interesting conversation because mm-hmm. it's going around a lot at the moment. 
I, I, well, maybe it's just my feed. I'm seeing a lot of the natty or not, and is this person on steroids and all that? I haven't seen any of that for a long there. time, actually. So, oh, yeah. I've seen lots yeah. of it. And, um, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I think people may still get worried that, you know, you can't, maybe they have the desire to, you know, look like a fucking Greek god, but they think they, they can only get that because of steroids. And there is a few YouTubers now who are like, younger youtubers who are jacked and getting really famous but like there's one called the trend twins <laughs> um, <laughs> i haven't yeah, heard yeah, of the these tr- guys that's fucking yeah, amazing these, <laughs> i think they're like italian americans and they're fucking open they're like quite young guys but they're open Good, about I'm how glad people are open about it because yeah, it needs yeah, yeah. to happen fuck me yeah they are jacked as well aren't they but the other issue with that is that, you know, people think that actually I'm only going to be able to look like that if I'm on steroids. So do do you need steroids to look like a bodybuilder? So, right, here's, here's the way I describe it to people. In the probably 70s, I would say it started happening, and more so, definitely more so in the 90s, you started getting these mm. bodybuilders what are classed as mass monsters, and these mass mm. monsters are fucking huge, 100% emphatically yes you need to take steroids to look at that Mm -hmm. there is no other way no matter how genetically blessed you are however if you want a sculpted athletic but still jacked look then no not necessarily again Mm -hmm. you might need a little bit of genetics on your side if you're naturally really really skinny to be fair you can still get a really good fucking physique and some people who are on the other side of the spectrum might actually be jealous because you've got potential to not layer the fat on as much but Mm -hmm. yeah everybody has got them i'm gonna say this now nine out of ten people including myself have no idea what i'm gonna say 9.99 percent have no idea what their genetic potential is do you know what your Mm -hmm. genetic potential is yeah no no no, i haven't got a fucking clue 9.99 percent uh 99.99 percent sorry have no idea what their genetic potential is i recommend people find that first you look at ronnie Mm. coleman Ronnie Coleman got so far naturally before he, at least he says he does. And what's the point of lying if you if you already know you're mm. on like a load of shit? He got mm. so far first before he even started steroids. And then it just became a mass monster when he did. Your body is capable of so much, but people just want shortcuts. So mm. I would say, yes, you if you could find your genetic potential, you would be happier than most people like with your physique you would be mm-hmm. so happy with your physique you wouldn't even know who you were yeah so i would say no unless you want to be a mass monster yeah i mean exactly this this is it right like yeah if you want to look like sebum you're gonna need a lot of fucking steroids but mm-hmm. my my answer to this is always quite easy is that no you don't because there's natural bodybuilding competitions you know yeah, so yeah. There is, there's a natural division for a reason the 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 difference is, and I mean, they both require hard work, right? They both require hard work. Mm-hmm. However, natural bodybuilding, if you want to be that kind of high level, it's a longer game. It's more precise. It's, it's fucking hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Super hard. And yes, standard bodybuilding uh, or, or like not non-drug free, non-drug tested, so shall we say bodybuilding is hard as well pro bodybuilding is hard but the natural side of things fucking those guys fair play to them because this you've got to be just like down to the t with your food dialed right in zero wiggle room whatsoever yeah yeah um, yeah. with steroids like it's it doesn't just build muscle it Mm -hmm. massively massively enhances recovery time so you can hit the Mm -hmm. same muscle and here's the thing like you can hit the same muscle group multiple times a week but the other thing about steroids is you also don't have to because it will just it will give you so much growth so if you do then yeah you're going to be able to bring up your weak points really fucking easy but Mm -hmm. because of the anabolic effect of steroids you could hit one muscle group a day and you would still get the continuation of growth whereas for most normal people especially naturally you probably want to hit muscle groups twice a week and even with just with some crossover to at least get like the full extent of your muscle growth Mm. and it's yeah it's you you've just given a little bit more wiggle room when you're on steroids and the growth is going to be exponentially more 
but yeah, like you say, the naturals they have to have it dialed into a T. That's why I like the um the more uh, what's it called? Is it called classic physique? That's a bit yeah, more yeah. like chilled out, and it's not it's not mm-hmm. all about vascular veiny stuff and stuff like yeah, that. It's yeah, a bit yeah. More, more like um kind of jacked beach bum kind of look, which is yeah. It's well, that's what Chris Bumstead is. That's why I really, Chris Bumstead just won it, I think, five times in a row. Well, the classic physique. Oh, what am yeah, I thinking that's... of them? What's the other? What's the other one that's not classic? No, there's only there's the two, isn't? Oh, you mean oh, you mean like the um, where they wear the board shorts? Yeah, yeah. What's so that's that not one? classic. The board shorts. That's um, they're called. They're not called. They're not called bodybuilders. I think they're called physique athletes. Oh, okay. So that to me, I think most people <laughs> would be more than happy with and physique. Yeah. Yeah, with physique, yeah, it's called men's like, physique. Although even now, the men's physique look fucking yeah. huge. You know, and it, this is the mental. thing, isn't it? Like they're getting, they're all turning into the mass monsters, which is, mm. yeah, which is insane. So, yeah, it's yeah, called I, men's I physique. Yeah, men's physique. Okay. Yeah, I, I would. It depends how far you want to go. I mean, if you if you want to pursue it as a sport more than likely you're going to get tempted by the steroids at some point if you mm. actually want to go into competitive bodybuilding. Yeah. But if you just want to look jacked, fucking hell, train as a fighter, train as a gymnast, train, mm. just train mm. six days a week. You will get way further than what you think you will mm. and you'll be happy with your physique. So, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't Definitely, have to be man. insane. Definitely. But, oh man, I'm just looking at lots of pictures of bodybuilders now and I'm like, fuck, I just <laughs> you're like shredded. <laughs> you've got noodle underneath the tape underneath your yeah. desk right there, just jabbing yourself in the ass as yeah. you're talking. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Would you yeah. would you consider any anabolic advantage at all? Um, not in the UK. Okay. I don't so if I lived in America, mm-hmm. I had the money mm-hmm. to, you know, like someone like Rogan, for instance, who has the money to go to all the right doctors to get all the right care for everything, get this mm. BPC 157 or whatever he keeps talking about on and getting, um, you know, getting stem cells and all that sort of shit and, and, you know, getting my test checked to see if I actually need anything. I would, yeah, but not in the UK. Because the UK mm. is, unfortunately, well, one, a lot of it is it's a no. It's a no-no. And the UK is a bit shit for that sort of mm. stuff. I would go, if I lived in America, yeah, I would only if necessary, right? Because uh, I'm not I'm not looking to do any crazy performance shit, right? That's not my thing. I'm not looking to be the top of the world in bodybuilding or the top of the world in whatever. I'm just looking to feel strong look better feel better you know put and still perform into my later years so if as i got older say i got to your age and i was like oh my test is getting a bit low then i would (laughs) (laughs) then i would look into it and go yeah maybe that's a good idea just for my health yeah Yeah. for sure i think testosterone is i I think testosterone is definitely viable in this country i as a Mm -hmm. therapy so this is the thing so what happens if you've got low thyroid you have You have thyroid, like you, um, mm-hmm. you have supplementary thyroid. It should be, it's a hormone. It should be the same with testosterone as well, or I say should be, it could be the same with testosterone as well. And it should be without any, um, um, taboo around it. It should be, it should be fine. You're just, there's a difference between taking tests for an anabolic only reason, versus taking tests to balance out your hormones, because especially, well, for guys and for women, I've seen it firsthand with a woman who was on TRT and her drive her strength her happiness shot up and she wasn't this was nowhere near in the amounts to get people jacked but it gives mm. you what you need to actually enjoy the benefits of testosterone again exactly like you yeah in my i'm, I'm probably like late 40s it might be something i'd possibly look at mm. but not not primarily as a way to supplement my lifting it'd be more of a way to maintain what i've got and to keep my drive levels and my you know that that kind of quality of life up more than anything else Mm, nice well there you go people you don't need steroids Mm. to look like a bodybuilder unless you want to look like ronnie coleman then you're going to need a lot of steroids (laughs) but as i said there is natural bodybuilders 
So let's move on to our study time. And I'm not going to lie, this study time is going to be really, really, really quick. This is actually a study from 2017. But the reason I brought it up is because people are not sure about whether they should supplement protein sometimes. And we talk about protein a lot and they're worried about actually taking protein supplements. And this is all about protein supplements. So it's a systematic review, a meta-analysis and a meta-regression. So a meta-analysis, if people don't know, is essentially they take a bunch of different studies regarding one thing and then collate the data from all these studies and, and see what the answer is from all the different data. Um, generally, like top end, other than like double-blind, controlled, randomized trials these are like the top end of studies this is what you want to know if something's good or not and it's it's about the effect of protein supplementation on resistance training induced gains in muscle mass and strength in healthy adults so does protein supplementation induce gains in muscle mass and strength in healthy adults so we um this data is from 49 studies we've 1,863 participants um, and the <clears throat> sorry the results showed that dietary protein significantly increased changes in strength one repetition max and muscle mass muscle size and muscle fiber cross-sectional areas so that's in the quad they measured it in the quad so in the mid femur um, during per periods of prolonged RET and I think RET just means resistance training um, yeah. the impact of protein supplementation and gains are in, in I don't know what FFM stands for sorry uh, fat free mass fat free mass was reduced mm -hmm. with increasing age um, and was more effective in resistance trained individuals so if they as they get older it, it does reduce a little bit but that's normal we know that right we know that people mm -hmm. as they get older they struggle to put on as much mass or get as strong so they found actually the 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 right amount of protein was roughly up to 1.62 grams per kilo which is roughly about the same as what we said about one one pound to a pound to a kilo, roughly around the same thing. One point six uh, grams to kilo is like people like Lane Norton. That's what they say. You know, that's that's the number. Um, so dietary sup protein supplementation significantly enhanced changes in muscle strength and size during prolonged resistance training in healthy adults. Increasing age reduces, and training experience increases the efficacy of protein supplementation during resistance training. So um, your age reduces it, but your training experience increases the efficacy of protein supplementation. So um, if you're well experienced in training, then, you know, protein supplementation is definitely a good idea. With protein supplementation, protein in intakes at amounts greater than 1.6 grams per kilo per day do not further contribute to a resistance-induced gains in fat-free mass. So... If you were thinking about supplementing protein, then it's a good idea. It's going to help increase um, your strength and it's going to help increase your muscle mass. Um, so if you have been questioning it and not too sure if you need it or not too sure if it's a good idea, then it is a good idea. It's going to help. If you're struggling to hit your daily protein goals, then fucking buy some protein. Simple. And it's cheap. You know, it's not really that expensive. Mm -hmm. So... 1.6 times. Um, <clears throat> so at the moment, 1.6 grams for me per kilo would be just over 150 grams of protein. Mm -hmm. So just to avoid confusion, you've probably heard me and Josh say that aim for a pound, uh, a gram per pound of body weight. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a couple of reasons we do this. One of the primary reasons we do this is, especially if you're looking for fat loss, having it come from protein, having your extra calories come from protein and filling yourself up in protein is going to make your calorie maintenance way, way easier and more satisfying to mm -hmm. consume because uh, it's going to stop you being hungry. So upping the protein as opposed to fats or carbs, which is easier to overindulge on, that is why we recommend doing the, the two mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me right now would be 
probably about 30 to 40 grams more than what 1.6 mm-hmm. was. So if you're already dialed in and you're not worried about the hunger levels, then yeah, 1.6 grams per kilo is is perfect. Yeah. So yeah, you, you don't really want to drop too far below that, but there isn't too much risk in going higher than that as well. It's just depending on what results yeah. you're after. Yeah, and it's also so like in terms of a that and that's what we're talking about in terms of fat loss as well. Yeah, so it's, mm-hmm. it's about keeping yourself full so you don't want to eat anymore. Also, it's about maintaining muscle mass when you're trying to lose fat. And yeah, people talk about protein synthesis a lot, and eating more protein encourages more protein synthesis. A common a little fact, actually, a lot of people don't know when you eat 50 grams of protein. All 50 grams of that protein doesn't go to rebuilding muscles. It goes to a bunch of different things. You're actually not getting all 50 grams of that protein. But the more you eat, the more of that will get synthesized into muscle mass. And, and that's that's what you want, right? So you're not mm. going to use all the protein you're eating. So hence why we need to fucking eat more. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it's going to keep us full and it's going to maintain muscle mass that we potentially will lose on a fat loss diet. And even so, where people's where this study, for instance, says that it's not going to help gain more muscle mass, you look at pro bodybuilders, they're eating double, maybe triple that on a daily basis to put mass on. So, you know. Again, they may be... Uh using supplements as well to, to help that out but yeah it's 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 all relative but i'd say 1.6 is a good place to start and then if you're trying to lose fat and then remember as well if you're if we talk about fat loss you're talking about you're talking about the the weight you're aiming for not necessarily the weight you're at right now so it'd be mm. 1.6 grams per kilo of your target weight or two grams per um sorry or a a gram per pound of body weight Mm. so yeah if you weigh 100 kilos then uh, sorry if your target weight is 100 kilos um which is quite hench let's say 90 kilos then you're looking for about 180 grams of protein and Mm that would be that'd be a good one if you want to lose weight but not lose muscle mass at the same time or too much muscle mass yep Definitely. So, uh, and the whole point of this, guys, as well, would say if you're worried, if thinking about worried about protein supplementation, don't be buy it. Buy a whey protein isolate. Whey protein is the best thing you can get. If you do have some lactose intolerance, you can't have milk, then then get a different form. Like a beef protein would be great. But if not, buy a whey protein. Get it cheap off my protein somewhere like that. And I always suggest to everybody the same thing. Only get chocolate or vanilla because every other flavor is shit. Pretty much. Yeah, it gets too sweet mm. too quick. That being said, mm-hmm. as a gift, I got a collagen protein coffee for um, mm. from someone, from one of my clients. And uh, yeah, it's actually, don't get me wrong, if I had a normal coffee that tasted like that, I'd give it back. But when I'm thinking of it mm-hmm. as a protein supplement, as I'm drinking it, um, it's actually quite nice. I want to try the black coffee version. I've got a mocha version at the moment. But yeah, it's, um, the other thing I'll say, guys, if you're worried about the expense of these supplements, sign up for the newsletters of like it's in the UK. We've got my protein, bulk powders, and mm-hmm. protein works. Sign up for newsletters for all three, and at any given time, at least one of them is going to be doing a fifty percent off sale. So just uh, yeah, yeah. Pick, pick it wisely, find your sales, and get it when it's on sale yeah exactly do it do it my protein have always got fucking sale on it's mm-hmm. non-stop yeah. um and if you know anybody that works for the nhs then my protein will have um something as well so moving on to the hot topic oh yeah and today's hot topic is my top five top tips for beginners in the gym and my results are to help you get the best start possible. If you're just starting out now, um, maybe you struggle to get going in the New Year's and you're looking to really get into it now, um, then this is going to help you. And my drive is like, it can be hard to know where to begin. It can be hard to know what to do at the start. Should I go do Zumba? Should I go do, is cardio the best thing? Well, what should I do? And my actions are, I'm going to outline my five top tips. Now, there's one thing I didn't include on this list. 
well, which I should have, but I'm going to preface that before these five tips. And Jack, obviously, if you have anything to say, um, pipe up. But if not, keep your mouth shut. So the first things first. Respect your elders, any of the, <laughs> Respect your elders, yeah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> um, so before any of these top tips, um, know your DA. That is the number. What yes. is the result you want? Why do you want it? And then what actions are you going to take to get to that? That is the number one thing. Okay. Well, always will be for everything. What is the result you want? Why do you want it? And how it's funny, guys. So me and Josh keep on realizing that how many things RDA applies to. Mm -hmm. Like it literally, we were talking about something the other day and we're like, fuck, that whole thing is literally just the RDA. And it's, Mm -hmm. it applies to so much in life. You can apply it to pretty much anything. So, know it know it and believe in it and do it yep know your rda people <laughs> so once you've figured out your rda once you've figured out what you want out of the gym and why you want it and the actions you're going to take then these are my five tips and number one the number one tip that i think is super important especially as you start is to follow a plan follow a program Get a get some 12-week plan, program, whatever you want to call it, and follow that. I did, actually did a post on this today, actually, on LinkedIn, and I was saying that I've been through the cycle of rock up and make shit up in the gym, and it's not helpful, okay? It, nope. It's no point. It's not going to do anything. A plan does so many good things. One, it keeps you accountable. Two, it's going to progress you in the correct manner is going to progress you in small steps as you need to do. And it's going to hopefully be designed around the result that you want. Okay. So follow a plan. And yeah, just to add to that, it's going to keep you balanced as well because people who don't Mm. follow a plan, they may think, yeah, I just want a big chest, which is great. They'll go in and they'll get a big chest, but then their back will be fucked. Their shoulders will be Mm. rounded. They'll look like absolute Mm -hmm. cavemen. So, yeah, like follow a plan. It will keep you balanced. It will keep you on check. The only time in my whole training life I haven't followed a plan is either on a deload week where I just go light or a test week mm-hmm. when I'm just testing my strength on lifts. <clears throat> Any other time, I'm following a plan because I I need that. I need that structure to be able to follow it and to be like, yeah, I, okay, I'm doing the right stuff and I'm making sure I'm hitting everything. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the end, and even a deload and a test week are part of a plan, right? So it's, yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't need a plan to do it because it's usually easy. Like that's yeah, yeah that's all. It is it's part of the bigger plan. You're right. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, following a program, guys, is is super super important. You can just find one online, or you can get somebody to write you one. Get a coach to write you a plan. But it's really really going to make sure you progress quicker and pro- progress the right way rather than just going in and doing some random shit because you just can't be bothered to think. I have a mate who I keep offering to write my program, but he won't let me, um, who literally just rocks up to the gym and goes, oh, I'm going to go on a treadmill and then I might lift some weights here. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, you, know, you can yeah. get away with that. If you're like, if you have a real decent baseline of fitness and strength already, mm. that's fine. But if you've never run a program before, fucking run a program. Because Josh hasn't said it yet, I'm going to say it right now. Sign up for the RDA app, guys. There's like 18 plus 12-week <laughs> programs on there. Just fucking follow one of them. There's plenty in there for everybody. It's so yeah. easy. Super easy. Um, mm. Also, Sam's doing the build five-day build plan at the moment, and he says it's awesome. Ooh, so if anybody nice. wants to build some muscle, do that one. That is good. I'm tempted to do the t- summer t-shirt one. I'm not going to lie, just because yeah, I'm like, it. yeah, I-, I have put legs in it, but not loads. So mm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is good. Cool. So point number two, if you're just beginning in the gym and you're just starting off, you want to focus on getting the technique right, especially if you're completely new. You know, fuck knows, you might not know how to squat. You might never have been taught. And the te- getting the technique ma- technique right means doing it in a way that you're not going to injure yourself, doing it in a way that you're maximizing muscle connection, you're maximizing how much you're using that muscle, and doing it in a way that's going to be the strongest way to lift that weight. 
it's so important that we get the technique right. If you do not know how to do the technique right, ask a coach, ask somebody, get, watch a fucking YouTube video. You know, there's, there's, there's so many ways around it, but you want to make sure you're getting the technique right at the start because then once you've drilled that in, it will serve you right for the rest of your time in the gym. Yeah, it pisses me off when people say, oh, deadlifts are dangerous. No, they're not. Doing a deadlift wrong nope. is dangerous, okay? So if you mm-hmm. nail in your technique from the beginning, and there, there can be a lot to it, but again, a decent coach will show you how to start it from scratch and then progress it to doing it properly. And again, like Josh said, just, just do your due diligence. Look at the... Mm-hmm. This is the point, and this is going to time well the next point as well where you can't let ego get in your way guys you need to understand how to mm-hmm. do something properly before you can start letting the ego take over it needs to be the movement needs to be second nature before you can start really pushing yourself on it but i promise you when you can push yourself on it you're going to be three times stronger because you're going to be doing it properly you're going to be using the right muscle and the right leverage for the right things mm. Definitely, definitely. So guys, get make sure you get the technique right at the start. Learn that first before you start really pushing the weights. Then, point number three, tip number three, move slow. And what I mean by this is I don't mean like walk around the gym at a snail's pace. What I mean is when you're doing the exercises, do them with control and do them, don't just rep them out super fast. So add a little bit of a tempo. That way you're going to build up some more build up some more strength, build up some more stability, build more control, and we want all of those things so that when we start to get stronger and start to get heavier, we're not just like Bambi falling all over the place. Because most people, when they first go to the gym, they are like Bambi. Your body doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Your legs are wobbling all over the place. You need to control it. So move slowly. Do the reps slowly. It's like... You're not going in trying to compete a CrossFit competition every time you do the gym. So you want to make sure that you're controlling those weights and get stronger. There's a time and a place for going fast. Mm -hmm. The earlier you can understand in your lifting career or your lifting journey, whatever, the earlier on you can understand every single part of the movement you're trying to execute and where you should be feeling tension the better and more longevity you're going to have in your lifting journey. Like it's, it's as simple as that. If you can nail stuff down and start doing it right from the beginning, which is done by doing it slowly, the longer and more enjoyment you're going to get in the long term. Mm, yep, exactly. So move slowly, guys. Don't move super fast. Don't try and rep everything out super quick. Mm-hmm. It's not a competition to see how quickly you can get out of the gym right it's not you you know it's not i'm gonna do this workout as fast as i can and get home i've won i get a gold star no you don't you just get bad tendons so let's let's just slow this shit down a bit my favorite thing is like people come to a pt session or actually no a pt session is a bad example a group session is a better example Mm -hmm. and they'll be on a move they don't like and they're like right i'll smash this out really really quickly because i just i want to yeah i I want it to be over and done with it's like that's great, but we're here for an hour regardless. You're still going to get the next move, and you have to do that anyway. It just means you'll, be yeah, able to, yeah. you'll get more of it. Uh, so it's like, yeah, take your time, understand what you're trying to do, and it, again, it'll pay dividends in the long run. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number four. Number four is focus on strength training. If you are just starting out and you're new, building up strength is going to be the biggest tool you can have. Doing strength training is going to help you at the start. Getting stronger is key, and then once you're stronger, is going building that baseline of strength is going to help with if you're wanting to go into bodybuilding, if you wanted to go into CrossFit, if you wanted to just get into sports, whatever it is, being stronger will make all of those things easier. Stop fucking using one kilo dumbbells. Let's get up to the tens. If you're using the tens, let's try and build them up. You know, let's get stronger first and then focus on the other things. Focus on the aesthetics, focus on the whatever it is, your capacity. Mm-hmm. Think of a think of a tree. Think of a tree trunk. Like 
you're not going to be able to build big limbs coming off a tree or strong limbs coming off a tree if the trunk isn't big enough and strong enough to support mm-hmm. you already. Same with building. You need a strong core. You need that foundation from which to build with. You need that stability. Strength training is going to give you that on all fronts. Okay, guys, that is the, that is the foundation upon which everything else can be built bigger and better. Mm-hmm, exactly. So get strong first and get strong through all the standard movements, deadlifts, squats, bench, pull-ups, rows, all the basic movement, lunges, carries, all of that sort of stuff. Get strong through those movements and they're going to serve everything else. They're the, those basic movements will serve everything else. So mm-hmm. work on those. Yeah. Now, point number five. If you're a beginner and brand new to the gym, this could make the world of difference. All of these other points are great, but this point number five could go from starting here to start. And if people are listening, I'm pointing up my nose to starting here. And now my hands way above my head. (laughs) So this could get you, you know, give you rocket fuel. So point number five, get a coach or an experienced training partner. So if you can't afford to have a coach, if there's somebody you know is a friend, a family, or just somebody in the fucking gym that you've started talking to, get an, uh, who's experienced in a gym and we're happy to train with you, get an experienced training partner. If not, get a coach because the coach will give you the kickstart that you need. And I'm not saying you need to have the coach forever. Some people do. Some people love it. Some people just get a coach to kickstart them off. Just get them to do the first 12 weeks. Get a coach to help point you in the right direction, give you all the tools necessary to get the best head start possible. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Stand on the shoulders of giants, guys. Like if you were... If you were working on a project where you wanted to build something that millions of people have done before at home, you would look up you'd look up online, like how do I do this or something like that. Exactly mm-hmm. the same with building your body. You want to stand on the shoulders of giants, understand how people have got results that you're after before. And Josh, I'm gonna ask you a question and I hope you give me the right answer on this one. Um, because otherwise this isn't gonna work at all. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> what is the thing what what's what's the best program for every single person? on the world to follow regardless of how strong fit or anything like that they are right now one program yeah 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 for for every single person in the world uh well you have the foundational program on the rda app (laughs) so i'm not not surprised like i probably could have phrased it better the program that you can stick to is probably the the program you can stick to so (laughs) what i'm gonna say is what i'm gonna say is it depends, and I did phrase it wrongly for you to give me that answer, but it depends. You hear me and Josh say it depends mm. a fucking shitload, and there's a million different variables for every single person we can say, oh, it depends on. If you get a coach or someone who's used to doing it, then the it depends answer gets narrowed down massively, and mm-hmm. your vision mm-hmm. gets way more focused straight away, okay? You don't have to deal with the, oh, fuck, but maybe I'm different to that person. Maybe I'm different to this person. You've got a coach or an experienced person showing you, telling you this is the way you need to do this to he- to get your goals. So get mm. rid of the it ends. Get fucking focused. Again, it doesn't have to be forever, like Josh said. Even if you can only afford a coach for a month, that is going to set you up for so much success. It's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Get a fucking coach. Just do mm. it. Get a coach. You know, and in the link to this episode, there is a link to our website. You can have a look at that. But um, enough of that. Um, but yes, so guys, I'm going to quickly run through these five topic, uh, five tips. If you're just starting out in the gym, write these five tips down now. If you're just starting out in the gym, start the habit, write them down and so you can know that this is what you've got to do. Number one, follow a plan. Number two, focus on getting the technique right. Number three, move slow. Number four, focus on strength training. And number five, get a coach or an experienced training partner. Uh, do you have anything else to add, Jack? No, that that's pretty much it. Yeah, just the, the first point you said, know what your RDA is as well. Like know mm. the results, know the drivers, know the actions. Then, yeah, you're going to be absolutely solid. Mm. Greatest. Yep. Yep, definitely. So, Jack, what do you call a cow with no legs? A walrus. 
ground beef. Yeah. Nice. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I hear like so I, I hear so many jokes throughout the week and I always think I need to remember that one. I fucking never mm. remember them. No. So sad. No, never. Yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. I'm yeah, saying yeah. I never remember yeah. them either. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Where can they find us? Uh you can find us at the RDA Shrimp System on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. You can also find us on YouTube, Lifting Large Podcast. Hello, everybody. And you can find our website at www.thersystem.com. And you can find me and Jack on LinkedIn. Uh, me, I'm Josh Parkin. That's Jack Buffery. We're on LinkedIn talking fucking fitness and shit. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Josh doesn't like self-promotion, so I'm just going to say it again. Go to the rdasystem.com and just honestly make your life easier. Sign it up, just <laughs> 20 quid, and just do one of our programs because it's going to make your life so much easier and better. Mm. And yeah, wherever you listen, watch, do any of that stuff, like, subscribe, hit the notifications, become one of the clan we need to think of a name. What, what can we call? We need to think of a name for like the people who are on our journey with us. We'll the loungers. <laughs> loungers. Maybe the, yeah, yeah the loungers. That's awful. That's that is fucking awful. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, um, we'll think of it. The but yeah, guys. Yeah. If you know. <laughs> fuck no, absolutely not. <laughs> guys, just, yeah, leave us love. This has been episode 110. <laughs> it has been a year of you enjoying our sultry voices. Happy anniversary. Until next time, we'll see you on episode 111 <laughs> on Thursday. Until then, yeah. bye-bye for now. Bye.